It is season three, episode is it eight. Oh my God, it's episode eight of the Hall of Fame show. The Cam Neely episode. The Cam Neely episode, and not just that. It is the last episode where Evan and I are in different countries, sort of. I think we're going from two countries on the same continent to two countries on the same continent. We're in different time zones. We'll be in the same one. Well, I'm actually pumped to be in the same time zone. So I am moving from Barbados to Winnipeg. And That's it! Back to Winnipeg! And yes, I'm doing that on purpose because my wife got a very good promotion and I do this. So yes. it really doesn't you're, matter where I go. You're, you're a kept man. It's okay. It's, I am, it's okay I am a kept man. man and I will now be in the same central time zone as Evan. So I'm not going to be doing this a lot of the shows. So <laughs> as I have been uh, many times. So this Fair is a, a kind of special show unless my PCR test comes back positive and I got to stay here another two weeks. Well, but as you said before the show, the only person I'm sure will be in Winnipeg next week is Jasper. So Jasper, my dog, has been permitted to go already. The amount of work I had to go through to get my damn corgi through there, I, I don't even want to go through. It's been a lot. It's been heavy. But, but you, just showed, you just showed on the Instagram page and they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? That, that's enough. Follow him on Jasper underscore the friendly Corgi. He's actually done pretty, he's done better than some of what you and I have been working on. But anyway. Fair enough. Yeah. No, he's a Corgi. He's cute. You've seen him. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's actually right here by my side. But anyway, uh, so it's it's not as busy a show because we do, we cover Hall of Fame related stuff. And, but... And We've, we've had some very busy weeks here recently so we, we have and a lot of what we do also too we when we have not so busy weeks we add segments uh one was kirk shitbox which is now morphed into the smorgasbord of shit correct uh because sometimes i've i don't know what i'm gonna say my elevator up elevator down my other regular segment isn't gonna be very big but i've got a big smorgasbord again can i jump into the smorgasbord I don't think there's any other way to approach a smorgasbord, really. Okay, so, uh, do you remember, I didn't tell you what I was going to talk about. You just know it's a little Yeah, I, I know I know what your, your elevator up and down is, at least the well, category. I know nothing about the smorgasbord. Yeah, this week. all right. So, because it won't, it won't go there, uh, or it won't sort of... Uh, I don't know what yours things are either, but I, I gave you mine. So obviously they're not going to overlap. So, yeah, not overlap so yeah. All right. So I was looking at, do you remember if, uh, a couple of months ago, I was really pissed off on a shit article that somebody wrote about how the baseball hall of fame really is kind of racist because they don't have any Asians. They don't have any Asians. Yes. I do right. remember this. Which doesn't make them racist if because here's my article if i were to write that is the baseball hall of fame does not have any asians in the hall of fame because none have qualified yet until ichiro suzuki end of article mm -hmm. that's it mm -hmm. all right so i came up through something because i i looked through lots of different news sources every day and i saw something on cnn uh and for the record because we're so polarized just because i'm going to shit on a cnn article don't go thinking that I'm some right-wing libtard, or not libtard, whatever, tard, whatever. Right-wing libtard is exactly what everyone thinks you are. 
that might be it. Okay. But I, I, just, I just want to point, I will shit on anybody if I think it's crap. You are, you are an equal opportunity defecator. I agree. Uh, ooh, I like that. All right. So let me, let me bring out this one thing here. Uh, I should have sent you this article because I, I didn't, I thought it was going to be home earlier and I wasn't. Uh, it's by uh, a lady named Amy Woodyatt, whose article, when, when she put that on her Twitter, got one retweet. Well, you're going to get a second one later on where I shit on you. Uh, the Winter Olympics don't really represent the world. I agree with that. Cost, climate, and quota keep the majority off the podium. Okay. But let's just be blunt. It's climate into a second degree cost. So Amy came up with a few representatives of all of these oppressed people in all these countries who don't have an opportunity. Okay. All right. Here, let me so tell you about the. Hmm? You're saying it's you're saying it's tough to be on the Chadian uh, uh, cross country team because it's you're in the middle of Sahara Desert for the whole time. Well, I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. And if that's where she was going with this, sure. And that's kind of what she implies. Now, the first sentence: At 38, Benjamin Alexander became Jamaica's first ever alpine skier to compete in the Winter Olympics just six years after he first strapped on skis. Quote, being the only black representative in the group, even though I am only half black and being of Jamaican heritage, people kept throwing jokes sideways about cool runnings. <laughs> All right. Where's Benjamin really from? New York, I'm guessing. London. California. London. London. Okay. London. Benjamin is not from Jamaica. He's of Jamaican heritage, figured out at 32, because he's a rich DJ, that shit, I'm pretty good at this. I've got a loophole to be an Olympian. And that's what he did. Mm -hmm. So do not tell me about all this stuff, about how hard it is for a Jamaican athlete struggling to get into the Winter Olympics, because there aren't any. There's more. But wait. There's more. All right. Let me tell you about another person here. Well, where's this person that they mentioned? I got home late. I'm not as prepped as I'd like to be. And by prepped, do you need inebriated? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually, I've been drinking a lot all day and I'm actually feeling pretty damn good. <laughs> all right. Oh, Nigeria's Samidale Adagabo. I, I apologize for pronouncing her name wrong. Uh, so she became the first person from Nigeria to represent uh, that country in the skeleton. Where is she from? Also London? No. The US somewhere. Toronto. Mm. That's where she was born. She represented the University of Kentucky in track and field and then realized later that as good as she was as an athlete, she wasn't going to be good enough to make the Olympics. But there's a loophole. I can do this. Can't make the Canadian team, but I can do, but I can do this. I will say this on, on your rant. This has been going on in other sports for decades. Yes, it has. Particularly soccer. 
there's always questions as to what, what countries various people are going to play for. Like the U.S. national men's team. Mm-hmm. We have Aronson had a chance to choose between Iceland and the U.S. He chose the U.S. because he thought he'd have a chance to play in bigger tournaments. Right. We have Ricardo Pepe, who grew up in the United States, uh, but had a choice to play between Mexico and the U.S. He played Mexico juniors and then played for the U.S. seniors. Mm-hmm. Right. This happens all over the place. Like France's national team is made up of all sorts of people, not from France. Well, yeah, it goes both ways. Right. And there and right. And there are a lot of I mean, the reason that the Netherlands is good at baseball is they're all from Aruba. So Absolutely. So yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Don't get me started on Team Italy in the World Cup of baseball. Oh yeah. And I will. I will eventually. Or, or, or Team Israel. Well, there's another one here. I'm not going to go, but I'm not going to go any further, but it's the same type of idea. Akwasi Frimpong of Ghana, who at least was born in Ghana, raised in the Netherlands, competing mm-hmm. in Skeleton. But do not present this article as three under, under like represented people of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the people of color right. There were three privileged individuals who figured out a loophole to become Olympians. That's what they did. And, it, and this is not limited to people of color because I've seen this happen on Team Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I want to make that fucking clear. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, because this, this is fucking, and this is bullshit. Now you are an expert in Burkina Faso. Now for people who are just- 100%. Yeah, and for people who are thinking like, I'm being, an, I'm being sarcastic, I'm not. He is. Burkina Faso is what got me my wife. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, listen back. This is totally true. Living here in Barbados for the last three years and meeting a lot of athletes, a lot of athletes, one that you've become a, a, a semi-queen with, Celia Collimore, who's part of our group in the U.S. Hall of Fame, uh, yep. played uh, college basketball in uh, at Pace University and the best team they ever had. The men and women here do not care about these sports. They did not grow up thinking, damn, I wish I could be in the skeleton. I wish I could be in the luge. This didn't happen. Do not fucking write an article about this shit when this isn't true. And you didn't mention that all these people were not bored or not representing in these countries. That, that That's all I want to say. I'm just pissed off on... I hate racism. I hate fake racism even more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, I had the same, I think I've told you before, I've had the same feeling about, I'm still mad about a Ken Rosenthal article from over a decade ago mm-hmm. when- Oh, okay, what's that? I don't think we've talked well, about he, he was accusing the Red Sox of not having any players of color on their team okay. at the time and David Ortiz didn't count. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay, we did, yes. This did and, ne- and neither did Jacoby Ellsbury time who is the only Navajo in the entire why didn't you know that he was yeah he's he's like he's mostly Native American oh Oh. so my question then is is the rest of the league like it's just using his own thing is the rest of the league then for races against Native Americans like the whole thing the whole thing was dumb he had to pick and choose so much I understand Boston's racist history Mm -hmm. like one time period where their best player is Afro is Afro-Caribbean, certainly, and like is somehow a 
statement that they don't care. And they had a couple other Latino people on their team, but they have any black players. Yeah. And so the Latinos didn't count. And therefore, because a league that's what at that point was seven, eight percent African-American, the team didn't happen to have one who was an indictment. That was because their own the city of Boston is black. People. Not anymore. You can't say that now. Uh, now, although this article did say one thing, I, I should check to see if this is actually true because they left out some facts. Here's a trivia question. If this article is true, who is the first black man to win an Olympic gold medal in the Winter Olympics? If this know. is true. Don't know. Jerome McGinley. Oh, interesting. Well, Grant Fuhr didn't win one? I, no, no, he wouldn't have because uh, the, the NHLers weren't playing. Then. Oh, that's right. That's right. So even as a junior, he didn't win one, though. Yeah, because Canada never won shit. Like, okay. For, for, yeah, for forever. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I'm not positive. Oh, so. that, that's interesting. Yeah. If that's, if, again, if this is true, because I'm. If you found it on the internet, it's true. People can't lie on the internet. Oh, no. Of course not. You know, I saw that. My website? On the on the internet okay yeah. <laughs> all right so that's smorgasbord part one i got i got multiple parts. Ooh, we got a second part the second part is i talked to andrea and brad here's my promotion andrea and andrea and brad and i we we do uh how the hell did this go number one and andrea and brad and i are in a we're in a bet with with evan we think we won this bet i think you may have except i don't remember it okay well we I don't either, and I can't be bothered. Actually, I know that I know that Team Canada made it. The Team US won the group in men's hockey, but yeah, they were eliminated they by eliminated the same round. Yeah, so that that it's a push. Wash. It's a push. Uh, Canada won in, in women's hockey. US had more gold, but Canada had more medals. That's two and one. So. Fair. Okay. In two weeks from now, when I return back, because we're not going to do a show next Tuesday, we're going to be looking at the next song. Andrea picked this one. It's actually a good song. Uh, Mac the Knife. Oh, yeah. Would you oh, like to join us? But you have to open by singing Oh Canada. Fine. You want it in English or French? I could really butcher it in French. You could probably <laughs> butcher it in English, too. That's probably true. You although I know I'm in English. All right, but so yeah, that, that is our invitation. So we, we think right. we've won this. What what uh, what day is this? That would be on our two. We, we we do this on Tuesdays. Tuesday. Uh, I have karate uh, for the kids, but I probably can figure that out. All right. Particularly if we're not doing something Thursday. So. All righty. So, just throwing that out there. I think that. Okay. And I, I never beat. I love, and, and I love the Mac the knife. And, and, and the reason I'm pushing this is I never beat Evan in anything. <laughs> so this is my Appalachian state over Michigan. Wow. And you know how much Michigan hates to lose. That'll come up later. Um, oh, okay. Nice. So here's part three of the smorgasbord of shit. It's a good thing. Kind okay. of sort of tying up with this whole race, racial division stuff. Now I've I've talked before about I'm really done with the WWE, kind of sort. Yeah, like, you have said that. Yeah, I'm not that interested. But I did watch this weekend uh, Elimination Chamber, which is in Saudi Arabia. Okay. And uh, obviously, the WWE made a deal with the devil. I'm not going to go in all political. There's enough political shit in the world, and there's other shows that can talk about that. Is, is there something going on in the world that I, we haven't discussed yet? 
although we haven't discussed, but yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, the WWE sort of like made it say, like, well, you know, we're really sort of advancing women's causes, blah, blah, blah. But, 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 they were not allowed to have a women's match the first time they sort of had this deal. And then they eventually had one. Now, granted, they're covered from pretty much neck to toe, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You're still there. It's still something. Mm-hmm. On the Elimination Chamber, they actually had three women's matches, one of which being in a women's Elimination Chamber match. The crowd was going nuts at the right time. And it reminds me that as much as I might think that the country of Saudi Arabia has a lot of backward bullshit from the, from the politics, and I, I've ragged on China a lot, and I still will, Let's all remember, this doesn't necessarily mean that the people of those countries feel that way. And that you as an American, I'm sure you've traveled and people have said like, well, your, your country's awful before they even got to know you. I remember being in Argentina in 1999 and they were worried about the US election because they said if a Republican got elected, they were wondering what country we were going to invade. They right. just presumed, and then Bush got elected, and then we were in war for separate reasons. But yeah. sure, but 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 I mean, like people make assumptions on right. our nationality, hundred hundred percent. And watching that, as much as I don't really want to be a WWE apologist for that deal they made, oh shit, you know, they were cheering at the right time. They were going nuts for Bill Goldberg. Pretty sure that means he's Jewish. Could be wrong, but I'm not. And in a weird way, and I can't believe I'm saying this, it gave me a bit of a hope for humanity. I, you know, I'm trying to find some good in things as much as I'm ripping on some shit article. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be balanced here, Evan. I'm not great at it. I, 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 I appreciate that. So, and it yeah. actually transitions pretty well to uh, one piece of news we didn't actually talk about last week. They oh. announced the first member of the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Oh, that's right, The Undertaker. The Undertaker. Well, no, I don't. I don't think that was announced when we went. When we went, we recorded. I think it found. I think I found out Wednesday night. So, because I okay, I, I, yeah, I might have missed that. Yes. Maybe I found it after that. But I thought okay. it was Wednesday night. I found yeah, uh, the, yeah, the Undertaker. Uh, he was ranked number two on the WWE list that I have. Uh, huge. Uh, he's from Texas. This is in. Well, he's from Houston, I believe, and this is going to be in Dallas. Uh, there's this is about as big a headliner as you get mm-hmm. forever. Uh, like for this, just great guy, great wrestler. I'm literally nobody can complain about this. I'm sure if, if they can, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Uh, they, they don't and, know what and, they're talking about. And if, and if they do, you don't want the undertaker to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, maybe before we go into uh, sort of those we lost, I, I wanted to make sure that we talked about Paul O'Neill. Oh yeah. We, and, have, we, have, we have a couple of numbers getting retired this week. For this time here. Yeah, and I like Paul O'Neill. I found it a little strange. I hate Paul O'Neill, so it's probably oh, really okay. Okay, I didn't know that. I, oh, yeah, know, I mean, I, as a Red Sox fan, Paul O'Neill was the the like once Paul O'Neill left the Yankees, it was much harder to hate them. Hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, then you're left with like Mariano Rivera and Derek Jeter. And like, those are two people who are very hard to hate. You had A-Rod. A-Rod was easy to hate. Uh, but like, you yeah. losing Paul O'Neill brought your level of hatred down quite a bit. So. Um, J-Lo hated, hated him so much, he went back to Ben. I saw something this week that said... Uh, was there a good meme? I saw something this week that said since... Uh, 19, uh, 1996 J-Lo five rings Cowboys zero <laughs> wow I love that I, I've also said too the Kardashian curse might 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 exist but for one magical year Reggie Bush yeah there you go and and the same year Lamar Odom true yeah. So, so anyway, uh, back to Paul O'Neill. Does he feel like he belongs in this group no. of 23? Yeah, me either. I like Paul O'Neill. I'm obviously more than you, but this to me just feels like, I don't know what it feels like. I mean, it I mean, feels like something they didn't think, have think, to do. Think of those Yankees teams, right? Like, I mean, I hated Paul O'Neill, but just think of those Yankees teams. It'd be like the Red Sox essentially retiring Kevin Euclid's number to me. Like, mm. I love I love Kevin Euclid's. I know Yankees fans hated Kevin Euclid's, but I loved Kevin Euclid's, but there's I'm no way we would ever retire his number, right? I think Paul O'Neill is better than Kevin Euclid's. I'm not going to say that. Right. Uh, but, like, I mean, even those Yankees teams, you, who do you think of first? Peter uh, Rivera. Peter Rivera, then Posada probably Asada, even him though to me is a little right but but again he's more part of this bernie williams is more part of this i agree yeah uh bernie williams certainly a better guitar player um <laughs> uh and then you want to even get into the rest of pitchers i mean i think david wells is more a part of it than, yeah, than I, Paul hear I hear you Cle- clemens musina pettit like they're just I'm blanking. Does does Messina have it? No, he doesn't have his number retired by the Yankees, does he? He does by the Orioles, I think. Okay. I think the Orioles have done it. I, 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 th- like. I know he's in Monument Park. Yeah, I just it's it's a weird one. So okay, right? no, so, so I wasn't the only one who thought that. Okay. Yeah, that's strange. The other one that we have is actually a team retiring their first ever jersey. The Nashville Predators are retiring Pecorini's jersey. Love uh, it. Uh, tonight, actually. Love it. So is that why you're um, wearing the mustard color? No, this is just my favorite color. Oh. I wear I wear orange all the time. This is a mustard. This is orange. It's oh, fluorescent, yeah. fluorescent orange. Eh, whatever. I, I'm old and blind. Yeah. Oh. By the way, this color behind me is uh, was supposed to be the color of the Namibian sand dunes that my wife saw in something because she's a travel. Uh, the color that she actually wanted to pick was Oriole orange, and I'm like, I'm a Red Sox fan. We're changing the shade one way or another. So she's annoyed because this is just off the Namibian sand dune color of the wall behind. How are the two of you not hosting a show on National Geographic? Because we're way too interesting. If you have to, like Rick Steves and all those people are the most boring people on the planet. Okay. I, I, I have, I've actually never yeah, seen Samantha Brown, Rick Steves, like all those people right. travel anywhere. Like the only one who's good to travel anywhere is Anthony Bourdain or Anthony Bourdain. And he not unfortunately anymore. left us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he unfortunately decided he wanted he wanted to leave us, but like, well, that's most, that's another most, story. All those shows are terribly boring. People, I've actually so. never seen an, a National Geographic show, so I don't. Yeah, 
But anyway, well, actually, one of my friends, uh, my actually not just my friends, my uh, former roommate in college, my freshman sophomore year, is a uh, is a uh, producer at National Geographic now. So I think you've told me that. Yeah. Amazing uh, how much we know about each other and we've never met. That is true. So anyway, this is going to be the first number retired by the Nashville Predators. And we always say that you need to be around for 25 years to have like a Hall of Fame. But the Predators have been around now since what, 98? 98. Something like that? So Uh, coming up, yeah, we're coming up literally year 24. I'm 100% fine with this. Yeah, and I was very critical. I think it was uh, not that long ago when I was super pissed off that people were so happy like, Seattle, the Kraken already retired something for what was it? It's like the fans. Yeah, something dumb, which was made no sense. I mean, the Wild did that too. Yeah, especially too. Like, you don't even know if your fans are any good. Mm-hmm. Well, they suck. Speaking of the Wild for a second, I actually was in Minneapolis last weekend at the Mall. Oh, of yeah, yeah, that's right. How was that? And there, there it was good. Uh, I would say. There are a lot of team jerseys there. Mm-hmm. I would say the ranking of team jerseys there in terms of number that I saw, the Wild were number one. by Really? Far. Yeah. Then the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. then the Twins, then the Vikings. And I saw no Timberwolves stuff except in stores. Was there like like for Kaprasov or like anyone specific or just? No, they had they had like the cool, you know, uh, sweaters with the oh, okay, yeah. top. There yeah. are a lot of people wearing those. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if I saw, I didn't notice any names on the back of the jerseys as much as mm. I was just noticing gear more than anything. But I would say Wild 1, University of Minnesota 2, Big Gap, Twins 3, Small Gap, Vikings 4, and then I literally saw nobody wearing any Timberwolves stuff. Vikings surprises me. Yeah, well, they may just all be tired of Kirk Cousins. Right now, they're trying to talk themselves into uh, into uh, What's his name? Who was with the Carolina this year? Was with the Jets before? Uh, I can think of his name. Uh, like whatever. They're they're trying to talk themselves into a much worse quarterback than than Kirk Cousins. So yeah, we got months to talk about that shit. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that kind of I. I'm trying to think. Was there something else I wanted to sort of like bring up here? No, I think that that sort of like covers off the first chain, the first. The first stanza, very, very Shakespearean. Very, very fancy. Thank you. Um, all right, so I'm we're going to go to our, our death rattle, I suppose. Hoorah, hoorah. hoorah. Uh, so again, one a week, the, uh, the beige ah, mistress has gotten a Hungarian figure stater, Gabor Vida, who competed mm-hmm. in Paris event the 1952 Olympics, passed away at the age of 92. So there you go. Um, starting in, we had a lot of, we had a lot of people pass away this week. Uh, some decent sized names, um, but I'll start in baseball. The only big person to baseball pass away, I guess sort of big, was the uh, Julio Cruz, one of the original Mariners. Oh shit, I missed that. Did he? Yeah, passed away at the age of 67. Um so he was he's inducted the Hispanic Heritage Baseball Museum on Hall of Fame um, and was a broadcaster for the Mariners. I don't see what he passed away from, but he's with the Mariners from their inaugural year of 77 through 83 and finished his career with the White Sox in eight, uh, from 83 to 86. 
Decent uh, infielder, if I remember right. Pretty good base stealer. He was, yeah, stole 40 bases uh, each yeah. from 78 to 83. Um, he was the uh, all-time franchise leader in stolen bases uh, until some guy named Ichiro Suzuki passed him. Yeah, I heard of him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but uh, uh, Julio Cruz was 67. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Uh, from the world of football, uh, we lost uh, Clarence Pooh Bear Williams passed away, uh, who was a great running back for uh, for Florida State. Unfortunately, got injured uh, and only got to play very briefly two games for the Bills in 1998. But he rushed. He uh, had the seventh highest rushing total in the history of uh, Florida football with 5,090 yards. It's a lot. That is a lot. Um, but yeah, he uh, he went undrafted because he got injured, uh, and 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 played for them just in '98. Uh, but he unfortunately passed away in a car crash at the age of 47. Hmm. Also, to, also today we lost Ken Burrow, um, two-time Pro Bowler with the well, he's a Pro Bowler with the Oilers. He also played for the Saints for one year. A wide receiver, 421 receptions and 49 touchdowns in his career. Um, uh, he's drafted 10th overall by the, uh, by the Saints in 1970. Uh, and he got, before he got traded uh, to the Oilers, uh, where he played there for 11 seasons. Um, so, uh, yeah, he passed away. He's a member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, where he's elected in 2016. Passed away at the age of 73 earlier this morning. Hmm. Um, we also lost uh, two-time AFL champion, quarterback, punter, and defensive back, which is hard to do, all three in the, in the AFL. Charlie Milstead passed away, played with the Oilers for only two years, but won the cha- AFL championship both of those years. Um, so he passed away earlier at the age of 84. Uh, and I guess I'll go with the big name out of there now. Our biggest name would pass this week. I usually save it for the end, but since we're in football, I might as well just go. Uh, football Hall of Famer Charlie Taylor mm-hmm. passed away. One of the toughest wide receivers ever. Uh, I was watching after he passed. Yeah, you know, after someone passes, you watch the highlight films. Right. Charlie Taylor could have played in any freaking era. That dude, he was 6'1", 210, and impossible to take down. Um, played for Arizona State in college, selected by the uh, Redskins in the first round of the 64 draft. Made the playoffs five times and made the Super Bowl in 72, where they might have lost to um, a team that pops champagne every year. Um, he was six-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, and elected in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the second year of eligibility in 1984. So, also NFL Rookie of the Year in 64. So, uh, by the way, it now says that he's on, he's, it says on Wikipedia that he's one of the 80 greatest Redskins, but it, that he's in the Washington Commanders Ring of Fame. I, 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 <laughs> all right. So, I also led the NFL receptions in 66 and 67. So, I hate that name. It's, well, here's the thing we hate all the names. Like if you if you base honestly imagine you gave a new baseball team to Chicago right now and they're like we're gonna name it the Cubs, 
Like, how much would that get mocked? I love the Kraken. Oh, the Kraken's a great name, but like, I think a lot of names, like, imagine the Red Sox or the White Sox without the other team existing. That's very true. Well, I hate those names too. Those names, I, as a kid, I thought those were the dumbest names. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll do. Yeah. But I, 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 the commanders are probably worse than most. I thought the Nationals were dumb at the time. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I guess just the Washington football team grew on me. Fair enough. Well, you'll have time for the, the commies to grow on you too. I mean, commanders to grow on you too. Um. Wow. <laughs> All right. Not touching that. Move on. <laughs> so. Um, although, although I understand that uh, my prime minister, Justin Trudeau, likes that. He does. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, we lost another. Hall of I'm, not, I'm not going anymore. Uh, we lost another uh, Hall of Famer in motorsports, uh, member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Um, uh, Roger Rager passed away at the age of 70. Uh, what year was he born? Uh, 73. Uh, driver on the USAC in the CART Championship Car Series, uh, competed from 76 through 83, uh, won a whole bunch of races. Uh, but yeah, he passed away uh, er, earlier this week at 73. Uh, from the world of, uh, is it, well, I guess we'll just stick with the world of uh, music here. Um, we lost, I got, let's start with Mark Lanigan, or I think it's Lanigan, right? Passed away at oh, the age of 57. Uh, Screaming Trees. It's, correct. Screaming Trees, yeah, Queen yeah, yeah. Stone Age, a uh, few others. Uh, battled drugs and alcoholism throughout his life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he had a near-death experience with COVID back in 2021 which he survived, but he died suddenly earlier this week at the age of 57. Uh, you have any um, Mark Lanigan stories? Not really. I just, uh, I, I think like a lot of people my age, uh, we might have remember him mostly from a song from the single soundtrack. Mm. Uh, I nearly, nearly lost you. Uh, like that was a movie that was, it, it's, a decent reflection of that era, but also not really, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, but it, it did, like, for me at that point in time, I wasn't aware of that band. I did buy an album. I really enjoyed it. So uh, that's really all I can say on that. You know, with the Screaming Tree, just a, a decent band from a great musical city at that time. Right. I don't know what Seattle is doing musically now, there's still some good bands coming out of Seattle. I'm sure they are, but I mean, it's not like Seattle is the be all and end all. Like for, oh yeah, well, I mean, it was. I mean, it's almost impossible for any city to be like Detroit had its moment, New Orleans mm -hmm. had its moment, mm -hmm. uh, and Seattle's had its moment. But like, yep. it's almost impossible. It, it, that happens once every twenty years. Well, even so. now, you know, if you with with the internet and everything, like localized scenes just seem to be harder and harder to come by true but we'll see yeah. well, we'll see i mean I'll, I'll i'm glad to be proven wrong we'll see so anyway he passed away at the age of 57 um 
Also lost uh, Dallas Good from the Sadies uh, from, from Toronto, country, ro- country Western rock and roll band from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas Good died of a uh, recently detected heart condition only at the age of 48. Yeah, I read that on Sucks. CBC this week. Yeah. yeah. So um, also with the Good brothers, he and his brother. But yeah, only 48, as mm-hmm. I think we both agree, way too young to go. My uh, friend of mine, who I might have special guest, so he, I should ask him to be on this. He's actually teaching in Japan right now. Uh, he drummed for them briefly. Oh, really? Yeah. Or did he drum for them, or did he appear in a band that opened for them? Yeah, I gotta ask him. But yeah. But yeah. Okay. Um, we also lost from uh, the the Blockheads, as in the backup band Ian Drury, uh, Derek Hussey. Sorry. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Wah, 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 wah. Sorry. That, that is correct. Mm. Uh, so Derek Hussey passed away uh, at the age of, hold on a second. Oops. Uh, he passed away at the age of, uh, I can't say. He, he basically took over as the lead singer for when Ian Dury left. Uh, I don't actually have how old he passed away at. Uh, but yeah, he passed away earlier this week. Um, also lost uh, blues and pop, uh, blues, jazz singer uh, Ernie Andrews passed away at the age of 94. One of the big guys from the early jazz era, era coming out of uh, Los Angeles. He originally started in Philly, but moved to LA. Um, uh, just for if you know jazz from the the early era, Ernie Andrews is one of the bigger singers. Uh, but he lived in '94, so good for him. That's a good long time. Mm-hmm. Um, also lost uh, Sam Henry this work uh, week. Best uh, drummer, best known for his work with the Wipers. Um, mm. pa- passed away. Us. Yeah, he passed away at the age of oh, 66. Uh, he's a member of the Oregon Music Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, he also played with the Rats and a, and a few others. So yeah, he passed away earlier this week. And I guess the biggest name out of music who passed away just uh, a couple days ago was Gary Brooker, passed away, the lead singer of Pro Call Harem. And the writer of Wider Shade of Pale, which the song, the band was nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but the song officially was put in. <laughs> By that fake category that little Stevie came up with. I don't know. But he passed away at the age of 76. Uh, you know, that's the shit where the rock hall becomes a bit of a joke is because when you and I first started corresponding, God, I don't know how many years ago now, you and I, I think we can agree that the, the inductions have gotten a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. 100%. But the transparency is just as shitty as it's always been. It's very marginally better. I'll say very marginally because at least we know several members of the nominee committee. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, it, the whole the whole thing is just so weird. Uh, uh, for future rock legends, right? There, they what they did recently. Uh, they're trying to mimic, and and I appreciate the idea of what uh not mr tibbs does Mm -hmm. like what what's the point you don't even know how many people there are right 
and it's pointless and good on them for trying, but it is the literal definition of a fruitless endeavor. I won't bother doing it. I didn't bother. I, I thought about doing that for other things, but why should I do it for this? Right. Good on you for trying, but you're yeah. wasting your time. You just made me think of the old where in the world is Carmen San Diego DOS computer game where you went to the yeah. wrong city and it would say your your search is fruitless except for the banana peel you slip on. Yeah, I mean, like, again, good on them for that. But and, and I think someone in one of our groups said, like, this is great. No, it isn't. It is useless. Yeah, that is true. Worthless. And but again, hey, if you want to do it, I won't. <laughs> right. So, um, also passing away from the world of hockey, a hockey hall of famer in the builder category, Emil Francis passed mm -hmm. away at the age of 95, played for the Blackhawks and Rangers as a goaltender, but much better known for his work, uh, as a coach and as an executive. So, and, uh, yeah, two of his kids, uh, actually also went on to coach. So, um, anyway. Uh, and then, of course, from the world in general, uh, we lost the, the amazing Jonathan, the comedian magician, really? passed away at the age of 63 a couple of days ago. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he died in his sleep at the age of 63. He had all sorts of issues. So with cardiomyopathy, he had to retire for a while. Oh, wow. I mean, that, I guess his heart finally gave out. Um, we also lost uh, one of the great film editors david brenner passed away he was one of uh of oliver stone's hot shot group of up-and-coming film editors mm -hmm. he won an oscar at the age of 27 for his work on born of the fourth of july uh but he passed away at the age of 59 uh we lost uh we lost uh dale critchlow from napoleon dynamite who's that passed away at the age of 92 remember lyle Mm. That old guy with the gun. I haven't seen that. I've only uh, saw that once. I gotta watch that again. Well, two things, but him as Lyle was hilarious. Mm. Uh, he passed away at the age of ninety-two, and I guess the the bigger name from biggest name from the uh, world large Sally Callerman passed away mm. earlier today. Uh, the original Hot Lips Houlihan from Mass. Yes. Uh, for for me, I remember her as uh, Rodney Dangerfield's uh, significant. Uh, muse in uh, back to school correct yeah yeah also was in uh the twilight zone the outer limits star trek of bonanza but she was also in last of the red hot lovers as well which is a uh which is a uh kind of cultish film from 1972 so yeah she died of complications from uh from uh dementia so that's oh, awful here yeah i was amazed how much of that cast from 1970 is still alive though i went and looked for mash Let's see. uh well gary berghoff's still alive because he was yep. in the movie yeah elliot gould's still alive donald sutherland tom skerritt yep but court's still alive no yep yeah the only other the only other i guess mage characters passed away is Rene abershanois who was uh father mulcahy well, i didn't even know that he died uh a few years uh, ago the guy who played uh the colonel i don't even know who that is oh colonel blake uh, that guy passed away a long time ago okay yeah 
he was he was a writer. I can't think of his name. He was actually an author, and that was like his only really acting thing. I can't think of his name. Uh, okay, yeah. I guess that's why I didn't really know. Yeah. Shit, so I guess the, the three big ones are still alive. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. anyway, that's my list. All right. Uh, so my and, LA- and of course Lieutenant Dish is still alive too. So. And you could you could you could uh, sort of like win a date with Lieutenant Dish uh, on this. Uh, this only means something for MASH fans, but anyway. Yeah, 100%. Go ahead and keep going. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, this is going to be pretty quick. Uh, so your, your hammer is going to have to do uh, most of the work here at the end. Uh, so my section of elevator up, elevator down, those who in the last week or so have made a better case for their Hall of Fame or those who didn't, I don't have an elevator down because nothing's really going on right now in terms uh, just of, oh, you've question. got something. Okay. How about Kem- how about Kemba Walker having to be shut down for the rest of the year? Yeah, I've already set him as an elevator down. I thought about using him there. I think he's already done. He's elevator broken. I was going to, yeah, I was going to bring him up, but I, you and I have talked about him a few times. Uh, you said it accurately some time ago that he just is only capable of bursts, and the bursts are fewer yeah. and far between. Yeah, unfortunately, and I really love watching him play in Charlotte, but he's not—he's just not the same guy. Uh, my elevator up is uh, going back to wrestling. Uh, I won't go into too much of this, but uh, are do you ever are you familiar with uh, All Elite Wrestling? No. Okay, that's pretty much a startup company or run by Tony Khan, who is the son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, okay. All right. Shot so, yeah. Uh, so that company is, is a startup. They now have CM Punk. They have uh, Daniel Bryan, now Bryan Danielson. So the ratings-wise, they're doing reasonably well. But one of the guys who started it was Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes' son. Yep. Uh, he quit or is, more accurately, they didn't renew his contract. Okay. He is now probably the first free, big free agent that the WWE looks like they're going to get back. Hmm. If they make a big name out of his return whatnot he is now elevator up for the wwe hall of fame fair enough it's a weak one it's a weak one but it's pretty big if that is something you follow fair enough yeah yeah that's really all i've got uh so i i'm pumped to see uh what your the last good bad and ugly while i'm in the caribbean what do you got all right let's start with the good um, I, I think as much as Hope Solo doesn't like it, the settlement that the U.S. women's national team got, the $24 million. I don't like it either. You don't like it either? I it's actually one think third of what they asked they for. won anything. Okay, why, why don't you like it? No, because it's just one third of what they asked for. So it, it seems like a go away money to me. I mean, everything's always go away money. True. The fact is, the fact is they were going to be given nothing. That's also true. Uh, and the fact what, that they what was hope's take on it the same as mine or was it something else i didn't read the he- read past the headline she i mean just it didn't matter they were like hope solo gets five million dollars and she complained why she didn't get nine so like, the hope's getting money to, too i have no idea okay. like, I, like it, there are just certain times you see someone's upset and okay. I, I could go look but I'll be honest, um, but I, I just I just like the fact that they actually got something because they had a huge defeat back in April of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were basically thrown out of court. 
But wasn't that their own damn fault for for not betting on themselves? To a certain extent, yes. My point is the fact that they ended up getting anything out of something that they could have had nothing as of two plus. Okay, okay. So that's your okay, months ago. Okay. Yeah, and know, they, I, well, they didn't get the sixty-seven million that they wanted originally. I think the fact that at least got the twenty-four out of what could have been a disaster is a pretty good, pretty good outcome for them. Okay, and it's a Fair step enough. in the right direction in terms of. Let's be honest, America's women's soccer team, comparatively is significantly better America's men's soccer team. Right. Uh, and just just to make sure that for anyone saying, well, yeah, they couldn't beat a 14-year-old group in Dallas, that's not the point. The point is that they draw, and that 14-year-old group in Dallas isn't selling any tickets for anybody. True. That is true. So, Which is anyways. why I always say that about women's tennis. I don't care that Serena Williams couldn't beat 200 men. Serena Williams will outsell 198 of the top 200. Maybe. Yeah. She would outsell the number one guy in the world right now. Who's number one right now? Is that Nadal or is that a... No, Djokovic just got passed by uh, Medvedev from Russia. Oh, then for sure. Yeah. And Serena's not even... I don't think she's even top 10 right now. But yeah, I mean... Doesn't matter. It, it's all about what asses you put in the seats. 100%. Like, 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 sorry. So it, it's not always skill. But anyway, let, let's, yeah. Uh, the bad John Howard's temper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just one other good thing before I go anywhere. He played tonight. So I wasn't sure. I don't want to say anything until that officially happened. But Zidane Char broke uh, Chelios' game played record tonight officially. Well, it's a good thing he actually did something. I, I did, has he actually been even alive this whole season? This has got to be uh, the last year. Not, not that well. His team has been alive, so who knows? Yeah, because he's. Uh, I love Zidane. I loved him from day one as a senator. But anyway, but yeah, but yeah, no, it's good. I think he's now the only professional athlete in the four major sports older than me still playing now that Brady has retired. So um, I can't say that about anybody. Is Jamie Moore still playing? No? Damn it. Anyway, (laughs) move on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Juwan Howard has had – he got suspended. I actually am not going to blame Howard for this. The whole situation, both sides were being babies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Howard, Howard, first of all, didn't really throw a punch, pushed a guy uh, from across a group of people. The whole situation should never have happened. The fact that the uh, Wisconsin coach who was – Howard was just going to shake his hand and walk by him. And the Wisconsin coach stopped it. And like this whole thing was escalated by him. And then the Wisconsin coach, like a baby, walked away and let his assistant take everything. Mm-hmm. Like there are no winners in this. I'm glad he only got suspended for the five games. But the thing, Howard, this is not the first time he's done this. As a coach, he, I yeah. understand being fiery and everything, but come on, dude. You know, there, there's this thing, and I, I've certainly been guilty of this myself. When you feel like you're disrespected in that heat of the moment, you lose perspective. I've never, though, been on that stage. And that's really hard for me to ask of Juwan to do something that I don't know that I could do. And I know that I failed at mm-hmm. uh, on at least two occasions I can think of. Uh 
Michigan's not going to make the tournament though this year unless they win the Big Ten, right? I don't think so. I, honest, I think I've been, I've been out a little bit yeah. on college basketball this year, so I'm not as up. I honestly, I, I wouldn't have known until that story came up. Yeah. Otherwise, I got. I, I think like a lot of us, college basketball is fun for like two weeks of the year. Right. Uh, not that we disrespect it, but that's the reality. There's just so much other things to follow. To follow. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a bad look for everyone involved, but Juwan's the only name. So he's 100 percent. Yeah, he's the biggest name by far. Um, Yeah. And so so he's going to get the brunt of that. I don't know whether that's going to cost him his job or not. I I can't even say whether it should or shouldn't, because I know Michigan's not doing that well. I don't know enough to say any further than this, Mm -hmm. other than you've been in the spotlight for nearly 30 years, maybe longer you know better mm-hmm. and you know what's going to happen. And as much as you just don't want to lose some pride, sometimes you have to mm-hmm. because no, because if, if you would have sucked something up, nobody would be talking about this right now. Nobody would be talking about you at this point. And it's rough. I, I I agree with you from from sentence one. There is not a single winner in this. No. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just dumb all, all yeah. around. Yeah. But like, if if this were like the first time this had happened, because he had the issue with Maryland, the Maryland game last year too. Mm-hmm. Like like if this was the first time, then fine. Or if it had been like even even like a few years between situations, okay. But he just did this like less than than thirty hundred sixty five days ago. Like, come on, just stop. Right. Earl, the days of Earl Weaver are long gone. So, <laughs> wow. There's a name, huh? Yeah, he's still alive, man. Really? I think so. Hold on. Earl Weaver. I looked that up at one point. Oh, no, I said, t- live. No, I, no, no, he passed away. Who was I think was still alive? I was going to say, ask, ask your wife. She knows Oriole. Uh, yes. Oriole Orange. Yeah. Who was it who was still alive who I thought was still alive? Yeah, Whitey Herzog. Is what I, yeah. I was wondering if it was going to be Dennis Weaver. Hey, did I ever tell you about the time? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I got a story. This is a true story. True story. No, I was just, I just like, hey, I, I found a, uh, yeah, I needed a segue, so I created my own. Yeah. <laughs> true story. That's so, so it was the time where you know Dennis Weaver and Mick Jagger were at the Playboy Mansion together. Okay. Never tell you about that. No. Yeah, so they meet each other for the first time, and like Mick Jagger's like, oh, 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 you're Dennis Weaver. Oh, you're, you're McLeod. You're McLeod. You know, they're, they're meeting. Mick Jagger was a big fan of McLeod. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Anyway, okay. so, you know, they're all drinking a bunch, and then, uh, you know, Mick, Mick, Mick's got to take a piss. So he goes, he goes to the bathroom, and the, there's Hugh Hefner, but he's butt fucking Dennis Weaver. And it's just like, get again. So Mick just goes, hey, hey, Hugh, Hugh, get off of Mick, loud. I was wondering where this was going, and I'm sad that I let it continue. (laughs) You think as a co-host, you could have stopped me. Oh, wow. My favorite joke of all time. I can't believe, after all this time, I've never told it to you. No, you have never told me. (laughs) You've told me many jokes to make me laugh, but unfortunately, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> many jokes to make you laugh but this was not one of them this is not one of them so 
Think, speaking of things that don't make me laugh, the ugly. Okay. Uh, Soccer? No, baseball. Oh, wow. Again, I, I, can't, I can't stop. First of all, there are two parts of the ugly. First of all, the AP writer whose headline was Mets Max Scherzer arrives in a Porsche to the meetings. Yeah, I saw that. Like, first of all, what did the owners arrive in? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, anyway, literally one of the guys took off from a private airfield right next to where they're negotiating. This just in millionaire drives fancy car and yeah, I know. There's, I was like the New York Post a couple of weeks ago uh, had a big scandal story and how Snoop was smoking uh, was smoking pot right before he went on stage for the Super Bowl. And yeah, it was exactly. It was like Snoop Dogg smokes pot before, and you could fill in any blank <laughs> at the end, and there's nothing you'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like Kirk got drunk watching Super Bowl, and yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, so that was the first one, but I really don't think Major League Baseball wants to play any games. And here's well, here's not not uh, the MLB. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so all you need to know is that their major their first negotiator is Dick Monfort. I'm not familiar. I'm not that familiar with him, or am I? He's the owner of the Rockies, who is constantly selling his best players because he can't afford them. Mm, enough said it's basically like going into a negotiation with like the assistant to the assistant to the regional manager was that the assistant regional manager it's the assistant to the regional manager from uh well, dwight Schrute. yeah 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 yeah, dwight yeah. yeah. like it's 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 sending that person in to do the negotiating dick monfort is a cheap freaking bastard right most of the stories here like if you type in Dick Monfort's name right now, the top story is, will Dick Monfort ever sell this team? That's all you need to know. Uh, and, they, and, there, and there's something and, to it. And their negotiation tactic that we're going to start canceling games on Monday. If you do this, well, great. Go ahead and do that. The players and then don't agree to expand the playoffs. And they lose $100 million off mm-hmm. of that. Because the players don't get paid extra for the playoffs. Unless, they, except for rounds they win. And it's like chicken feed, comparatively. Comparatively, yeah. So what are they negotiating? Like a lot of the stuff they're trying to negotiate that they're off on, like how many teams are going to be in the draft lottery. Like who cares? Like just figure this out. They just don't. I've never seen a sport that needed leadership so badly that just picks the worst people to do something like even better than football football has terrible people in charge. Hockey has a lot of terrible people in charge. I feel like Roger Goodell and Gary Bettman, actually, I didn't think Gary Bettman liked hockey. I think he may actually not hate it now. But, but, but I do believe that NF, that as much as we can shit on the NFL and the NHL, we have, and we will again, they know what they are. True. They're, they're aware of a bunch of stuff. And like you'll, and you've said it many times and I've said it, uh, the NFL protects the shield. The NHL, as much as I, I can't believe I'm saying this, I'll say it again. Gary Bettman has become, 
since he became a Hall of Famer, has actually started acting like one. Yeah, not to a certain degree. I mean, I wouldn't. I saw more, acting movie. more like one. Right, right. But he's he's he's, he's moved off the. Uh, oh shoot, I forgot what his name is. Who was the uh, the commissioner of baseball in the seventies who uh, got his ass kicked over and over and over again? Uh, is that Bowie Coon or? I think Ooh, it's we could. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Baseball still thinks that it's in the era of DiMaggio, Mantle, Maris, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm just throwing a bunch of Yankees, but I mean, still, I mean, like, that's what they think they are. They think that no matter what happens, they're number one, and they haven't been number one in a long time. They're not number one. Mm-hmm. They're not number two. No, they're not. They're not number three right now. Well, you don't think they're number three? Who you got in number three? It's tenuous. Honestly, honestly, within a decade with the way things are going, uh, I don't don't know. You're going to say soccer. I'm going to say soccer. I'm going to say NASCAR. And I'm going to say maybe even golf. Okay, but but soccer is hard hard to say that because you can't say that MLS is going to surpass MLB in 10 years because it won't. Soccer is a sport. Right, so, might. yeah, soccer as a whole is definitely going to, but MLB, like, that's because the best soccer league in the world isn't in the US. Right. The best baseball league in the world is. What about the NHL? No, offen- I mean, no offense to the J-, J League. Sure. Well, what about the NHL? I mean, the NHL has done some, a lot. They finally got the expansion going in the South mm-hmm. that they've coveted forever. Atlanta will never work for whatever reason. Someone only, only, only city to lose two franchises in the same sport, both yeah. to Canada. Exactly. Uh, the NHL is doing, especially now that they're back on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a big thing for them. Like yeah. They were on a network that nobody could see. Once they figure out how to market stars and you know, they're, they're just one big star away. They're a Tiger Woods of hockey away, mm-hmm. something from becoming really, really big. Because if you look at the biggest stars in the NHL, there's certain age in terms of notoriety. Or they're all age, they're all pretty much older at this point, right? And but they like, could cr- happen. Cross, Crosby and Ovechkin were have been huge the whole time, but they're both in their mid to late thirties. Yeah, the, the yeah, but. Crosby, as much as I like Crosby, Crosby doesn't translate. He's also a whiny bitch. So there's, there, there's also that. You know, there, there's not a lot of character to him. There wasn't that much to Gretzky either, but Gretzky was that much better offensively than anyone yeah. else. Gre- Gretzky was a force of nature. He didn't need to do Right, that. right. And that was a time when everybody knew all the goal scorers because there's so many of them. People That's- were just scoring way more points than they do now. Absolutely. So, I mean, they're one massive transcendent star whoever that may or may not be i don't know i don't know that he exists yet if the if the franchise players they had in edmonton were on the rangers ooh, ooh. the problem is that the problem with this, their stars is they have the same problem they had curry and robert and uh, robotai and everybody on mm-hmm. on and Gretzky and every and how and low and everybody were up in Edmonton. Well, Robitaille and, wasn't in Edmonton. Not Robitaille. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to serve. I was thinking of somebody else. I don't know. 
Messier. Well, Messier did get to get to New York. He did get to New York, and yeah. but they they forced Gretzky to L.A. and they nope. and Curry went with him to L.A. and it, that's when things Eventually. started taking off again because they needed. Then they had Lemieux, who was in Pittsburgh, but that was enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they just need stars someplace else. Although I do, I am very tempted today to say, uh, I don't know if you saw the reports today, but just so you know, never ask a man his salary, a woman his age, or Ovechkin his relationship with Putin. Um, so, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, he dodged like anything today because uh, he and Putin are buddies. Oh, are they? I didn't even know that. They're buddies. And he was asked by a reporter in Washington about it. And he. What's he going to say? I know. I know. There was nothing he can't say, but it was just, it was just funny. Um, You know, it's, you know, sometimes some people are just assholes everywhere, but I don't know them that way. I I don't know. You know, of course, who knows? So uh, I'm I'm sure like Brady dodged, like Brady dodged the Trump question. True. but yeah and the klitschko's are both taking up arms to fight the russian invaders so yeah but they're gonna put hayden Ped crap what's her last name hayden panettiere thank you she's the cheerleader that's all i know i can't i can't go beyond anyway anyway so um yeah so that's uh okay that's what I got for good, bad, and ugly. It's going to be baseball over and over until they figure this damn thing out. Their Monday deadline is just stupid. Yeah, it's just know. stupid. Have a real know. discussion. So I think you're right. I, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of so- like self-sabotage. Here's a question for I don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they cancel games, this will be the third straight season where they won't have a full season. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wait, they didn't have a full season last year? No. Yeah, it's... They did 60 games in 2021. They started yeah. late last year. Or did they? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they weren't sure what to do. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them for 2020 and 2021. That was everybody everywhere. I get it. Mm-hmm. But now they have a chance to have a real full season. If they cancel games, at some point, their media partners have got to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. These contracts. Mm-hmm. A full season with full stands yeah you know it's one thing with like when you're forcing games when you're not getting any gate revenue that's not the case anymore well i mean it's i mean it is some places i'm sure colorado they're gonna have great fans on opening day and you won't see anybody okay no but i mean like it's not like where they they're saying okay well covid says we can only have 10 percent yeah yeah you know so like yeah because some places will never sell out but i mean you're right. I mean, what are they doing? They don't. The only answer is that they want this to fail on some level, which is why they're doing it. Oh, well. The USFL is going to pass them. <laughs> Go. I, I don't know any of the teams. Go Renegades. Sure. That sounds like a team. Oh, Renegades. The is out. They finally found me. The Renegades. Sorry. I know how much you love Stacks. No, I uh, I intentionally know very little about sticks. Yes, I know you so. do. That's where I was going with that. Yeah, I didn't realize how little when that bombed. And on that yeah. bomb, let's promote my shit. Can I promote my shit? You always do. I when I'm sober. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. 
In addition to the weekly show that Evan and I do, I occasionally do, hey, how the hell did this go number one? And I think Evan's going to be a special guest in a couple weeks. Sounds where, good. Uh, we've, we've uh, what did we do last time? We did uh, Seasons in the Sun. That's right. Yeah, that was miserable. Oh, and then we did Donna Summers, MacArthur Park. Uh, we did Shears Half-Breed. I defended Half-Breed, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I defended it. I said, like, well, 473 nobody knew any better so why did we expect her to yeah she also had gypsies tramps and thieves right well but she heard it from the people of the town ah there you go yeah, yeah. so that yeah we talked about that uh in two weeks from now we're going to be looking at uh bobby darren's mac the knife we're actually looking at a really good song so andrea picked a good one yeah i have i have that uh one of the first cds that i was ever given my mom bought me uh the billboard charts greatest hits of from like 1956 through 61 mm -hmm. and the number one song in 1959 overall was mac yeah yeah so uh, uh, we're we're gonna look at how a song about pretty much a murder a hit it's yeah a murder, murder uh a murder it's all about murder though they also had stagger lee was that year that is something that andrew also mentioned so we're, we're, we're sort of going to do a deep dive into the not so innocent song of that, yeah. uh, Chris Bernay and I, we uh, I still have to edit on well, that. I just have come up with a bunch of images for our beachcombers thing. When I get back to Canada, we're going to look at that 80 show. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the one after you will be will have been the only ones who've ever done so. Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. After that, I said su I suggested to him we should look at uh, the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island. It's weird that Gilligan's Island ever had guest stars. It seems to defy the purpose. Well, but this is when, like, this Gilligan's Island became some weird resort or something. Ah, uh, okay. Or something strange from what I remember. I, I, I thought that I was Fantasy Island. I don't remember much, but I remember that their, the head coach of the Globetrotters was Scatman Carruthers. Believable. For this film, Yeah. So we've got that. Uh, Vinny Lospinuso is a regular guest. He makes the Hall of Fame case for a bunch of people you've never heard of. I've never heard of him, but he does a phenomenal job telling you why these obscure candidates have more of a Hall of Fame case than you think. And I, and I think he does a great job. I'm hoping that I'm going to be adding a couple new shows lately. I'm in negotiations, high-level negotiations, Evan Mullen, to get some people That's aboard. Cool. Oh, yes. They're, they're a very high-level top secret. I don't know about them, so I agree. <laughs> I barely know about them, and I'm involved. And with that, yeah. and with that. Uh, can, can I just say one thing? Oh, yes, absolutely. Also, on our trip up to Minnesota, the real reason we went up there is my uh, daughter is in love with a YouTube channel called Snake Discovery, which is mm -hmm. 2.57 million subscribers. Uh, and they are a reptile rescue organization up in Maplewood, Minnesota. So we drove up there Friday last week and went to the facility um, and uh, got to meet Emily and Ed uh, Roberts, who are the people who run it. Uh, and they were just as nice as they are on YouTube. And what was amazing, the facility was wonderful. But what was amazing was uh, they had so many little girls were there and wanted to know about knew everything about snakes and reptiles and the alligator and everything she has basically created a generation of girl herpetologists 
We're just going to go out there and get really involved in this. Like all these girls who were aged like eight to 12 mm-hmm. knew everything about all the animals, how to take care of them, all sorts of stuff. It was kind of amazing. Um, so good on her. She's absolutely wonderful. She's like six feet tall and like 135 pounds. She's so tiny. She's tiny and tall at the same time. Uh, but they were just absolutely wonderful people. Um, they both, she and Ed signed my daughter's, my daughter bought a notebook. They both signed it for her. Um, and yeah, would recommend if you're ever in Minneapolis and need some place to go and support and everything, Snake Discovery in Maplewood, I uh, highly recommend it. So nice. there you go. Uh, makes me want to say a good, special goodbye to my three little land turtles who are no longer uh, living with me. They've uh, found a new home. So goodbye to Hurricane Quarterback and Rocket. Guess who named them? The Ishmael families. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So they, they will be taken good care of, my, my three little guys. So, or girls. I don't know what they're. I don't know. They didn't like me too much. They bit me twice. Bastards. Anyway. Oh, this, that, that's how reptiles show love, my friend. So the Germans would have us believe. <laughs> And on that note, on that lame note, they're not they're not all gems, kids. Stay <laughs> safe, everyone. Have a great Take one. Take care.